0: Now this morning, I'm very really glad that I have a special person together with me here in this hall to bring the Word of God, not just through preaching, but through a series of dialogue. She is a mother, she is a wife, she is a pastor, she is actively doing ministry, and as well as being, uh, actively being a mother to the children. And this morning, I'm very really glad to have her together with me. So, wherever you are, let's join me to give a warm welcome to Pastor Karen Lau.
1: Hello, Pastor Mike.
0: Hello, Pastor Karen. Hello,
1: everybody online today. It's good to have you together with us.
0: Yes. Now, this morning, I'm really glad that you are with me here in this hall doing this live. Now, can I ask that you tell us something about yourself to start off with?
1: Sure. I'll be happy to talk a bit about myself and uh, to introduce myself to you guys as well who are watching today. Um, Like you mentioned, Pastor Mike, I am a full-time minister. So believe it or not, I have been in full-time ministry for 19 years. 19 amazing years serving the Lord full-time in Glad Tidings Assembly of God. So through the years, it's been um, some changes. So began with uh, youth ministry, then I went on to do adult ministry. And in the recent years, uh, the primary focus has been creative and media. So I'm so thankful for these years that I've had to serve the Lord full-time. Uh, however, this year has been a big transition. Mm-hmm. So in this year, 2021, I've actually stepped up a full-time ministry uh, because I sense that God is calling me into the next phase of ministry and that's to be in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. So I started the year... Um, coming into the workforce again and I'm uh, now an executive coach. And I still serve the Lord, you know, through opportunities like this. Ah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Married, married for 17 incredible years to my wonderful, wonderful supportive husband, Sean. And uh, I also have two lovely, beautiful, very, very amazing children. Uh, my eldest is a daughter, so she's 16 years old. Her name is Caitlin. And I'm also a mother to Jaden, who is 12 years old. So mm-hmm. I have a pair. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. Thank you, uh, Pastor Karen. Now, as you know, Pastor Karen, she is a pastor, actively involved in ministry in the church. But she's also working in the marketplace. So to everyone uh, who thinks the pastors is always in the church, no, we also is active can be also active in the uh, in the marketplace. All right. Now, let me read some of the uh, interaction that we have here. Uh, Jasmine, you say his mother is capable. Amen. Indeed, it is capable. And we also have Jenny. Uh, mothers are wonderful. Yes. And Steve, you say, he says, mother is the best. And that's right. I agree with you. Mother's love are always reflection of God's love. Yes, William, that is also very true. And also Jonathan. Oh, Jonathan. Uh, you're watching all the way live from Hong Kong. Glad to have you with us here. And also, I believe that uh, Derek, you're also watching. Now, Derek, you are the brother of uh, Pastor Karen, right?
1: Yeah, maybe it's my mom locking on to my brother's device. But whatever it is, my family is watching today too.
0: (laughs) Okay, good. And also for your husband, Sean, and for your two kids, Caitlin and Jaden, thanks for releasing your mom uh, 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 for this uh, dialogue here together with us. And it will be a blessing to everyone in First Assembly and everyone who is watching this this morning. All right. now, today what we are going to do is that we are going to do a a series of dialogue, uh, some questions. And after that, Pastor Karen is going to bring you a word of God. Now, let me start off with this question, Pastor Karen. Now, being a mother yourself for many, many years, how would you describe motherhood?
1: Not so many years, that uh. <laughs> sixteen years in comparison to uh, the other mothers who are out there, who are grandmothers and mothers of adults. Uh, I'm still experiencing motherhood, um, but you know, I would say that motherhood is an incredible privilege—privilege
2: mm-hmm. privilege to
1: experience love at a whole other level. Mm-hmm. So when I became a mother, right, Pastor Mike, I I I don't know how it was for you when you were a father, but I think you can relate when you became a father, you can relate to this experience, right? Yes, I that hope when, so. That when you become a parent, when I became a mother, I experienced love that was of such a great magnitude. Mm-hmm. So much love that was... Uh, you know, when I look at my, looked at my child and, uh, and, uh, and, I, I, and I saw the miracle that they are, the amount of love and emotions that, that I feel is almost unexplainable, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I thought of this... Um, um, a quote by uh, a poet and a writer, her name is uh, Helen Steiner Rice, Mm -hmm. and she says this, you know, that a mother's love is um, beyond description um, that no one can explain. Mm -hmm. It is made of deep devotion and of sacrifice and pain. Mm -hmm. And I think that this explains my experience of motherhood so incredibly, Mm -hmm. Um, is that I, I really don't know how to Put it in words, okay. but the feeling I have is amazing and wonderful. I sense that privilege, you know, even to have love that is indescribable.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but at the same time, it requires one of much devotion mm-hmm. uh, because it's challenging, Pastor yes. Mike. Yes, it is. It's challenging. Bye-bye to slipping in in the mornings, oh, you yes. know. I, I was just telling my son, you know, my daughter and my son, I have another few more years of waking up at 5.30 in the morning to send the children to school. (laughs) And so, wow, that is quite challenging. (laughs) And on top of the other many things that we do to serve the family, you know. (laughs) um, I would say that uh, motherhood, right, is a chance for me uh, to become the person that God knows I can be. (laughs) So it comes with a refinest fire, even in the most beautiful and the hardest sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Refiners fire because we are being refined even mm-hmm. with this responsibility that the Lord has given.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So there are days, I'll be honest, I don't know if I can make it through. Mm-hmm. Another morning of sending and fetching and cooking and cleaning. Then mm-hmm. on top of that, work, ministry, you know, and being a wife as well and a daughter. Uh, there are just so many things that are to, to be done. But yet, mm-hmm. through those moments, right, I am taught incredible truths and wisdom mm-hmm. that uh, you can only experience you know that it is from the lord mm-hmm. uh, that he's given me this privilege i love it i am amazed and awed by the uh, the, uh, the 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 privilege i've been given to be a mother and through it right i've had such powerful encounters of the father heart of god
0: mm-hmm. so
1: that's my description of a mother yeah. and motherhood.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I really like how you describe motherhood, whereby you say, motherhood is how God will refine you to be the person who you are. Now, many of us, we think that motherhood is natural because when you're dating, people will ask you, when are you getting married? And after you got married, people will ask you, when are you going to have kids? So, to many people, it is a natural progression in life. But as Pastor Karen says, Motherhood is also a state of life, a season of life where God can refine you to be who God wants you to be. It's not just about commitment, duty, or love. Yes, all these are important. But we also need to understand that it is also God's calling where God can refine us. Mm, Amen. I I,
1: that's so true.
0: how, How do you manage your life as a wife, as a mother, as a pastor, in marketplace? And also, how do you balance your family life as wife and mother and also your busyness in, in your involvement in ministry?
1: That's a good question, Pastor Mike. Mm-hmm. I go through it by the grace of God.
0: Yes. <laughs> really, it?
1: by the grace of God. Um, uh, let me first qualify that, you know, every household is different.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, my family life and your family life and our family life, you know, really cannot be compared Mm-hmm. Every family is unique in their circumstances. Uh. So you have families where husbands are uh, traveling to work overseas. Uh, in, and that's the best that they that's the best response that they have, you know, because opportunity is there, but yet the family needs to be here, whatever reason it is, you know. So you have fathers that are away. You have mothers too, you know, who are incredibly successful in the corporate world. Mm -hmm. And they spend more time at work and, you know, the father is the one helming the home. Mm -hmm. And then you also have those very challenging situations where there are single mothers Mm -hmm. or there are widows who have to look into the family. Um, And, you know, all these situations really make it very circumstantial and unique to every family. Mm -hmm. But for me, I had to learn the hard way. Mm. Uh, on how to manage my life, you know, as a wife, a mother, a daughter, Mm -hmm. and a minister, as well as somebody who is now in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Um, I've really had to learn how to prioritize. Mm -hmm. So the main emphasis, I would say, is learning prioritizing. What is a priority in your life? Mm -hmm. So this hard lesson that I went through, right, um, was really quite painful. Is it okay if I am very transparent and just share from my heart today.
0: Yes, yes, by all means. This is the purpose of this talk, this dialogue, to mm. be as transparent as we are because we are here telling the truth of our life as God led us through. And I believe that it's very good to do that.
1: Thank you, Pastor Mike. I mean, uh, I just want to share, you know, very honestly, I may be a pastor, Pastor Mike may be a pastor, but we are far from perfect. I am not perfect in any way. In many, many areas of my life, there is still so much to learn, so much to develop. But I went through a very hard lesson uh, five years ago. Um, At that point in time, a lot of changes was happening. So change is really a constant in all our lives. Just when we thought, oh, I got this, you know, I know how to settle my child in the routine. And then your child goes to another stage of Mm. life and you have to learn to adapt again. So change becomes a constant, and I went through a big change about five years ago when uh, my husband uh, changed his course of work, and then uh, from being at home very often, he had to begin traveling. You know, to uh, to do his work, new mm-hmm. venture, new business, and so he was weeks away in Italy, and you know, sometimes in other parts of the world as well, and so that left me having to take care of the kids on my own,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then at the same time. I also went through a personal transition in my ministry life.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: after about 15 years of serving in uh, the campus ministry with the youth, I went on to transition to serve with the adult. And all this happens at the same time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, what happened was that I really struggled. Mm-hmm. I struggled. And when I look back and I reflect, why was it that I struggled so much? Why was it that I was having difficulty managing Uh, the honest truth was because I didn't have my priorities right. Mm -hmm. And I learned from there that the priorities should always be God first, family, then ministry. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I'll say it again. God first, family, then ministry. But when I was serving at that point in time uh, and I really felt that I really want to give my best to ministry, it actually was not in that order.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I put God first, Ministry, then family. And as a result, I felt that, um, you know, my, my family was, uh, was affected. Family life was affected by the wrong priorities that I had.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I had to come before the Lord and pray and ask, you know, how to uh, learn to manage better. And it sounds so simple, Pastor Mike.
2: Mm-hmm. It yes, sounds it so
1: simple. But it is really... Truth and it is uh, what's going to help us in our family life to get things in the right perspective. Yes, yes. So I learned it is God first, Mm -hmm. family, then ministry. Mm -hmm. And when I focused in that manner, Mm -hmm. when I, uh, you know, didn't complain about the responsibilities I had as a mother and as a wife, and I remembered and, you know, made an effort to prioritize that. Mm -hmm. and put that into alignment, things fell into place so much better. So today, Mm -hmm. I manage these roles that I have Mm -hmm. better by remembering these priorities. Mm -hmm. God first, family, and then ministry.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. That's good. As Pastor Karen says, God first, family, and then ministry. And I I believe that this also would apply to Marketplace. For those of us who are working, God first. Family, which is, which is husband and wife, your relationship as husband and wife and your relationship with your uh, kids at home. And then only comes your career, your work, or even for cho- uh, for those who are studying, your study. God, family, ministry, or work, or studies. And this is what Apostle Paul says, that if you, can, if you want to manage the house of the Lord, you must first manage your own house. Mm-hmm. If you can't take care of your house, how can you take care of the house of God. And I believe this is so, so true. Absolutely. Yes. Now, Pastor Karen, what has been your toughest challenge as a mother? And how did you overcome that challenge? You know, what, what keeps you going when the going gets tough?
1: What has been my toughest challenge? Everything is a challenge, Pastor Mike.
0: (laughs) Oh yes, tell
1: me about it. Everything about motherhood has been a challenge for me. Um, uh, But I want to relate um, a very painful experience that I had. Mm -hmm. Uh, Around the same time, you know, when uh, when I was going through that difficult time of learning prioritising in my life and uh, learning how to serve my family better, um, I think uh, it was when my daughter was becoming a teenager,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, that's when I faced one of my greatest challenges. Uh, not because my daughter was becoming a teenager. My daughter is a wonderful, wonderful girl. Mm-hmm. And she's lovely and wonderful, you know, to to uh, to, to raise her. Uh, but the challenge was me. Mm-hmm. So unknowingly, right, Pastor Mike, um, in wanting to bring out the best in my child, unknowingly, I had hurt her
2: mm-hmm.
1: emotionally and spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, let me explain a little bit more about mm-hmm. what I mean. Uh, what happened was that every time, you know, I, I, when I see her, I want her to do her best. So instead of becoming an encourager or a supporter or somebody that feels my daughter to be the greatest potential she can be, I discovered that I was actually the limitation. Mm-hmm. I discovered that I was really, very harsh mm-hmm. with my daughter, so the words that I spoke, the expressions that I showed to her, and over and above it, right, I found that um, my daughter also was, uh, became somebody that I could easily vent out my stretch uh, my stress on, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so when I was going through a very stressful time, ministry transition and Adjusting to you know uh, the changes in my family life, I this I realized later on that I vented on her, mm-hmm. so I would sc- always be scolding her. I always show her like you know my face very upset, you know, always telling her why can't you do this? You know, you're older, you should know better, mm-hmm. um, and that really hurt her mm-hmm. emotionally and spiritually. And that was very, very difficult when I came to that realization, know, that I had done this to my very own child. Mm -hmm. I didn't intend it, but Holy Spirit brought to my realization, you know, that's Mm -hmm. what I had been doing. And as a result, I caused a lot of brokenness to my daughter. In fact, right, Pastor Mike, so shy. Mm -hmm. She told my husband, "No, I'm the angry queen. (laughs) Angry queen. Can you believe it? So, this pastor, ah, this pastor is known by her child to be the angry queen. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. felt really, really awful.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I spent time praying and seeking, you know, to the Lord, the Lord. As the Holy Spirit brought my attention of what I had done, mm-hmm. uh, how do I correct this? Mm-hmm. You know, what can I do to 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 change this? Because it was very obvious. She became uh, so easy to relate to to my husband, mm-hmm. to her dad. But with me, there was like this distance. There was mm-hmm. this wall. Uh, there's there was this um, conflict, you know. And I thought that what to do? No choice, lah. Maybe she just prefers her father. It happens. Uh, I suppose I uh, just to accept that I'm. I maybe I'm not the the parent that she's closest to, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But that's a lie of the enemy. Mm-hmm. The Lord mm-hmm. has given us this children, and they belong to us. Mm-hmm. And therefore, as parents we need to ensure that we do everything that we can to yep. maintain a good relationship with them. Yes. So I prayed and I asked the Lord and then the Holy Spirit reminded me that um, I needed to apologize to my daughter.
2: Mm-hmm, now mm-hmm.
1: as an adult and as a pastor, that's very humbling. Yes. Really humbling. But I obeyed. I obeyed because I really wanted to correct what I had done wrong. Mm -hmm. And so, it was just a short moment, Pastor Mike. Not even a long conversation. A Mm -hmm. short drive after I picked her up from school. And I just felt that that was the moment. Mm -hmm. And I reached over, you know, to Caitlin and I I held her hand. I said, Caitlin, Mommy wants to say this to you. I want you to know that I'm very sorry Mm -hmm. for the times that I have hurt you. And I want you to know that mommy loves you so much. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I... That you are my favorite daughter. Yeah, she's my only daughter.
2: (laughs) Yes, of course.
1: But I needed to say it to her. Mm -hmm. I needed her to hear it from me. That I love you and you are my favorite daughter. And then she looked at me and her eyes... She's she's a beautiful girl with huge eyes. Mm -hmm. Her eyes begin to like have tears, you know. And then she cried. And then she said, Mommy, don't say that. Don't say that. You don't need to say that. It's okay. It's okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Say no. Mom is truly sorry. Yeah, and I love you so much. Mm-hmm. And from that moment, Pastor Mike, I felt something change. Something lifted. Something mm-hmm. broke. And it was truly the Lord at work. Up to that point, my daughter was struggling um, with her studies. Mm -hmm. She was struggling with her friends, she was struggling obviously in her relationship with her mom. Mm -hmm. But that moment, something just shifted spiritually and I could sense it. So Mm -hmm. I went home and I told my husband what happened. I said, Sean, from this point onwards, you're going to see our daughter change. Mm -hmm. You're going to see her blossom. You're going to see her become a woman of confidence. Mm -hmm. And you're going to see her transform. And true to that, right, within a matter of weeks, my daughter was like a changed person. Amen. She, you know, she radiated. Mm. She was joyful. She had confidence. Yeah. Uh, when she looked at me, I was no longer the angry mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now we have a beautiful, close relationship, you know. Wow,
2: okay. And uh,
1: her academics picked up.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: her ability to connect with friends and everything began to improve tremendously. Mm-hmm. So that has been the greatest challenge for me, Pastor Mike. Mm-hmm. Unknowingly, mm-hmm. I became the limit to my child. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn how to overcome that by the grace of God. Yes. I had to learn how to release my stress, my frustrations, my mm-hmm. disappointments to the Lord, my expectations. Mm-hmm. Because I think maybe Sad to say, uh, our Asian culture, sometimes we are a bit kiasu, right?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I didn't think that I would be like that, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But quite, I am still quite kiasu. <laughs> Yeah. Now, so I had to give kiasu to the Lord as well. Uh.
0: Now Let me ask, uh, as a mother, mm-hmm. or even as a parent, as a father also, as you're watching this, uh, it, it always feel natural that we exercise our authority and just tell our children off. And we never apologise. You know, as, as Chinese especially, we never apologise. Because that is our dignity as a parent. But for you, what, what, what makes you uh, take on the courage, the realisation, and also that, that courage, as I say, as I ask, to really say sorry to your daughter?
1: Pastor Mike, I, I felt so grieved over what I had done to her. Mm-hmm. I was so grieved. And with the Lord prompting me to do what is right, I had to humble myself and just do it,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know. Because it's trusting that God is at work and also knowing that I don't know how it will be like after I say I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. but I had to because I wanted her to know it, that I felt that way. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we don't say it out and we expect the other person to who know, mm-hmm. you know la, you know lah, yeah. you know Ken already lah. Especially have to, we,
0: we Chinese, right?
1: Uh, no need to say la, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I know Ken already lah, but I needed to speak truth, because mm-hmm. the truth sets us free. So mm-hmm. I needed her to hear it from me, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. and I meant it, that mm-hmm. I'm so sorry I did that to you. I needed her to hear from me, that I love you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because when we verbalize those words, right, we are speaking forth the truth of God, Mm-hmm. We are speaking into their spirit. Yep. We are speaking into their lives.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And as parents, we should be speaking life,
2: mm-hmm. and not
1: be, you know, constantly scolding, or correcting,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or you know, demotivating them. Mm-hmm. So I had to yeah.
0: come so to that. When 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 you say sorry, you didn't uh, follow up with an excuse, telling you, telling them, okay, I did this because. So and so, this and that Giving excuses why you're doing it Because you, 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 you were uh, giving the apology Expressing it sincerely Without giving any excuse I think that is very good Something especially, not just for mothers And for fathers as you're watching this You know fathers, we have that father figure dignity That we don't apologize And even if we apologize, we will give reason for it Now there may be a valid reason, yes but there are times that when we say sorry to our children, we really meant it. And we are not here to justify or to find a reason, but just solely focus on that reconciliation of saying sorry. And mm. I think there is something very beautiful and there is something very wonderful that you have done. Mm. And uh, it's very courageous that you share together with us. Now, uh, Sean, as you're watching this, uh, as you put it here in the YouTube uh, 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 chat, Sean is the husband of uh, Pastor Karen. Yes. Uh, thank you uh, for releasing your wife. And uh, it's amazing. Yes, as you say, she's amazing that she's going to give us a very wonderful life story that God has given you to bless all of us. And again, if you're watching this, if you're not a member of First Assembly, uh, continue to be with us. At the end of this service, there will be a QR code. Scan the QR code and let us know who you are, where you are from, so that we can connect with you. Mm-hmm. All That's right. Pastor
1: Mike, hang on a moment just want to touch on the that other part of the question. Oh, yeah, it's like, yeah. You know, what, um, what keeps you going, you yes, know, when it when gets, the going tough, gets tough? When it gets tough,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? So, over the years, right, I've come to realize that when the going gets tough, what we need to do is to embrace that moment.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, because moments come and they go. Mm-hmm. The days, they say, can be short, but the the days can be long, but the mm-hmm. years are short. Mm-hmm. You know, the days can feel so long in our lives, but when you look back, like the years really go by so fast. Mm-hmm. So the days are long, but the years are short. So mm-hmm. in everything that we go through in life, mm-hmm. whether it be tough or whether it be sweet, whether it be victorious or whether it be in a, in a valley, mm-hmm. we need to embrace that moment. Mm-hmm. Embrace it and be present make the most of what God is doing in that situation. Mm -hmm. And as we do that, right, I believe that um, uh, we will be able to get through it stronger, uh, becoming a better version of of ourselves, Mm -hmm. you know, and becoming wiser. I think children make us wiser.
0: Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes, indeed.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: Now, let's talk about something more positive here about motherhood. Now tell us, what is your greatest joy of being a mother? And what brings you the greatest satisfaction and group, the biggest smile as a mother?
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, looking at them, I'm really like, wow, so full of love and so much joy in my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, they really are so adorable. My kids make me laugh all the time. You know? uh, but this scripture comes to mind. Psalms uh, twenty-seven three. Mm-hmm. Behold... Children are a heritage from the Lord, and the fruit of your womb is a reward mm-hmm. So when I look at my children, I am really reminded at the honor it is that God has given me. Mm-hmm. Out of the millions, billions in this world, the Lord honored me. Mm-hmm. He deemed me worthy to be the mother of Caitlin and Jaden. Mm-hmm. And that itself brings me a lot of joy, as how, Pastor Mike, God deemed you worthy. Mm-hmm. To be the father of your three beautiful daughters. Amen. He have chosen anybody else, but yeah. he chose you. Yes. So God chose me to be their mother, mm-hmm. and to me that's an honor. And I am constantly reminded that this is my heritage, mm-hmm. uh, something that God has gifted me because mm-hmm. it's a reward to my life. So the children are not a burden. Mm-hmm. They are yeah. not a, a you know like a, a, a they're not a trouble in my life. Mm -hmm. No, they are my heritage and they are my reward. In another version, it says that they are a gift from God. And so I see them. It gives me tremendous joy to see them as the gift that God has given me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not a perfect mother. I don't have all the answers, but I know that God is in the picture and He will help us every step of the way. Amen. Um, You know, what's the uh, the biggest satisfaction I have Mm -hmm. and what brings a smile to me is that I, I, you know, it's amazing when you see your kids so big, right? But once upon a time, they were just as I got in my womb.
2: Mm-hmm. They're yep. just as
1: small as I got in my womb. But then, now they're so big already, and they are developing and blossoming and transforming, you know, to be all that God wants them to be. So it brings that joy and smile to my face to see them and to recognize that my children are a creative miracle, mm-hmm. as all of us are. Pastor Mike, yourself. You know, every one of you who are tuning in today, you are a creative miracle. You didn't happen by chance. God created you. You are a miracle. And so that miraculous thought, realization, really brings joy to my heart. Mm -hmm. Um, And the privilege and honor it is, you know, to be a mom. And also, uh, every single day, every single day, it's a new experience of God's given grace.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, the God's, and God's enabling, um, enabling ability in my life. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, there may be a lot of things I don't know how to do. I don't know how to help my child.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But by the grace of God and by the wisdom that God gives, I'll be able to do it. Yep. The same amen. for all you mothers out there. If you agree mm-hmm. with me, type an Amen in the chat.
0: Amen. Now, there is a... Uh, this in Jolene Lim says, "Thank you, Reverend Karen, for your authenticity. That reminds me of the brokenness in mother and daughter relationship I have, but I shall not give up. Happy Mother's Day to you and to many mothers out there. So thank you again for your encouragement, and also Jolene, thank you for your uh, word of encouragement here. And any one of you, feel free to interact with this uh, YouTube live here. Yeah. And uh, this is not something we do every Sunday. You know, normally you hear me preach." But I think it's a good change, a special Sunday for Mother's Day to have this kind of interaction. Now, let me ask you one more question about the positiveness of motherhood. Now, mothers, uh, uh, you you experience something very different whereby you have this special experience of giving birth. And uh, I also have this privilege to be in the delivery room with my wife. Uh, I discover how strong she can be when she holds my hand, my arm. (laughs) giving birth, yes, and, 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 and that kind of pain. But with that kind of pain, the Bible says the children is a gift from God. How do you maintain that joy of knowing even when your children drive you crazy, mad, become the queen of anger, a redeemed queen of anger right now, and still maintain that smile even though your kids drive you crazy?
1: No I don't smile all the time lah, Pastor Mike. Mm-hmm. Human, human, not like saints you know I don't smile all the time of course there are times where I still feel a bit riled up especially when they are misbehaving or if they are being rude you know mm. sometimes the rudeness cannot doesn't even have to be in, in words can just be the jeling, the matter you know also mm. God then I remind myself you know I did that to my mother you ask my mom, <laughs> I did that to my mother last time oh my goodness then I think to myself my gosh what have I done and that reminds me that uh, you know, if I was not a perfect child before, and I was not so incredibly well behaved when I was younger, then I also need to show that kind of grace to my children. Mm-hmm. But there is a line, ah. mm-hmm. There is a line uh, of uh, learning how to balance whether are they um, being out of line or are they being cheeky or what is it, you know? And mm-hmm. if I find that uh, their attitude or their a response or what they're doing is out of line, meaning it's going to affect their future, it's going to be a habit in their lives in time to come, mm-hmm. then I cannot be afraid to correct them. Yep. I'm not their friend, I'm their mother. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to always be their best friend or their most wonderful parent. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. a role and a responsibility to bring them up in the ways of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So I will correct them. Yep. But I will correct them in love. Mm-hmm. And correcting correct, correcting them in love together with my husband. Mm-hmm. So husband and wife always must be on the same side, lah,
2: yep, Of course, yep, right? Yes.
1: So some people are they want to be the good cop, then they let the other spouse be the bad cop all the time. Mm-hmm. So thankfully, with Sean, we are able to balance that out. Mm-hmm, so we mm-hmm. are always on the same side, mm-hmm. and um, you know we are giving out the same message and mm-hmm. setting the example for them. Mm-hmm. So I I'm not always Keeping a smile. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not always cheerful and happy. There are times where I do get upset, mm-hmm. but I have to check my spirit. Yeah, check whether how am I going to respond, mm-hmm. and then do it in a manner where I'm not angry. So no more angry queen. Mm. No more. It become clear thoughts, and then we talk. Mm-hmm. Because now my kids are still growing up, okay. so no point get you know get uh, uh uh try and scold them and be harsh with them. They Mm -hmm. will only have their defenses come up. So we have to let things calm down Mm -hmm. and then we will talk. We will talk, when they explain and then, uh, and I've also learned, you know, very importantly to allow the child to Mm -hmm. speak. Because parents tend to, sometimes can dominate the conversation. I'm older, Mm -hmm. I eat rice more, I eat salt more than you eat rice. You Mm -hmm. know, I know better, I've been through where you are. But there was a day, you know, my daughter said to me, Mom, you may have been through what I'm I'm going through, but you are not me. So you cannot say you know what I'm going through. Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm. And I said,
1: okay, that makes sense. So I allow them, together with Sean, we allow them to express themselves. Mm -hmm. To tell what they're feeling. Mm -hmm. And to not interrupt when they're talking. Mm, So with that, bit by bit, I've learned to manage better.
0: Okay. Mm. Amen. Right. Now, talking about managing better, let's talk about something more recent here. Mm. Now, everyone of us we know that now Selangor and KL and, and, and most part of the country is now in MCO again. Now last year, as MCO started in year 2020, did the MCO drive you insane when you were stuck at home with your kids? Were there uncertainty, were there fear, stress, frustration? And if this were so, and I believe that there there, there will be, how did you cope with life during MCO last year?
1: Hmm. So to be honest, right, one year ago when MCO started, um, it was a welcome reset in my life. Mm -hmm. Uh, Actually welcome reset because like you, Pastor Mike, I spent many, many hours in the church. So having me at home on weekends is very rare. Mm-hmm. having me at home on a Wednesday night is very rare because that's when we have prayer meeting yep, you yep. Know? and then sometimes Friday night because the kids can't and for whatever reason can't join me then I'll be out in the connect groups and all mm-hmm. that so it was a welcome reset a year ago to be at home and to spend that time that exclusive time with the family
2: mm-hmm.
1: so uh, we really enjoyed it it was an enjoyable time the first three months Mm-hmm. Uh, because we all sat together at the table and then mommy worked, daddy worked, kids would be in school, you know. And we ate breakfast, lunch, dinner together, mm-hmm. you know. We spent at 24-7 together, you know. And that was a welcome reset for our family mm-hmm. uh, because we didn't always have that time. Okay. And so now we have this opportunity and we thought, okay, good, you know. And three months later, after that, when they went back to school, they say, mom... We're gonna miss you we're gonna miss having this time together Man mm-hmm. one year later we are still having this time together lah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now so one year ago I wasn't so worried you mm-hmm. know I wasn't so anxious about it but now I do sense some concern mm-hmm. um, because the kids have been online school for so long yep and uh, they themselves tell me you know that online schooling is not the most effective mm-hmm. uh, and I do have a tinge of worry and anxiety. Is this going to affect their well-being? Is this going to affect their growth and their learning? Ah? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I'm reminded that uh, worrying is not going to add another hour to the day. Yep, that's uh, true. That our God is still able to over, help us overcome whatever situation. So, I, the way I've learned to cope over MCO is three things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: firstly, I've learned to really be diligent with my time with God. Mm -hmm. I need to, more than ever, because now we don't have the corporate environment like before, individually and as family, and also in marriages. We need to have that time, that diligent time with God. Mm -hmm. So I've really had to spend intentional time, not just praying, but really getting into the Word. getting deep into the Word of God, studying the Word of God, Mm -hmm. uh, going through the Bible, reflecting and meditating, Mm -hmm. so that my spiritual life continues to be strong Mm
2: -hmm.
1: in the new normal. The new normal is that we may not be in church regularly. We may not be in contact with our circle of uh, Christian leaders and friends as regularly. Mm -hmm. So individually and in the family, this has to be a priority. Mm-hmm. So I really focused in on having diligent time with God mm-hmm. and then uh, sharing out the uh, burden and responsibilities with my husband. Mm-hmm. So thankfully, Sean is really very, very, very cooperative and very supportive and very encouraging. Mm-hmm. So we will work things out so that, um, you know, for example, uh, when we started MCO, I was so gung-ho, you know, I cooked three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Wow! Yep. After a while, I say, cannot already, cannot. Mm. <laughs> Too much time in the kitchen. And he's all right with it. So oh. now we only cook once a day, once for dinner, you know. The other days, the other time we eat simple or tapao, come back, that kind. Mm-hmm. So working it out with the husband, with your spouse is very important Yep. so that the family is... Uh, uh, the family, the things at home, the practical things are looked into. Mm-hmm. And then, don't forget that you are also a person that needs interaction. Uh, God never designed us to be alone and on an island. Uh. Yep. So, we still need to have interaction. So, I maintain connection, fellowship with godly friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it be chit-chat on the Zoom, you know, phone call, we may not be able to catch up, but I say, okay, you know, when MCO is over, let's catch up. Maintaining that support and friendship you know, with godly people mm-hmm. is very essential.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
1: that's how I am coping with MCO. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. The three things, the Word of God,
1: yes. and then the
0: worship, and then the community of faith mm-hmm. that will maintain the connection. Yeah. Now I wanted like to highlight this also specifically for everyone who is watching this. The, God, God has made us a relatable being, that we are not here alone. And if you're being alone, even though you're very introverted, you can't always be alone. As much as you felt that you're capable, as much as you felt that you are independent, that we need each other. And God has made us to wired us for relationship. And that's why it's very important. And let me encourage all of you here, if you're not in a small group, I'd like to encourage you to be in a small group to get that kind of support, accountability, that kind of encouragement as we face the trying times, difficult, challenging time together. And a and small group is not just for a difficult time. small group is also for a time where we come together, encourage one another to grow. We grow together. We grow together. The Word of God together, worship together, encouragement together. And I believe that this is very important. And even in this time that we cannot come together physically, we can come together online So join a small group, and I I would like to encourage you to be in that community of faith. Mm, All right? Yes. Now, moving forward as we are in the midst of this pandemic, okay? I don't think we will be ending soon. The battle is still far from over. What are some of the pointers that you can provide for wives, for mothers, Mm. and also especially for husbands and children listening here live? To work together with the wife, with the, with the mothers, in building a strong, healthy family.
1: Mm, right. So I think this would be MCO, post-MCO, moving forward. Lah, huh? mm-hmm, yep. What are some things that mothers and wives can do? Huh? Um, this portion of scripture came to mind uh, when I was you know, just also reflecting on what I need to do as a mother and as a wife. Uh, and that's Ephesians chapter 6, verse 15 to 17.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It says, uh, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but mm-hmm. as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Mm-hmm. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Um, it's very evident that the end times are here. They've mm-hmm. already been here for many years but it's drawing closer. And uh, you will see many, many things mentioned in the Bible come to pass. Mm-hmm. And it is times like this, right, that the Bible reminds us that you've got to be wise how you live, that you take hold of every opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I believe that God will give that wisdom and the direction mm-hmm. how we are to live. And so as wives and as mothers, uh, before we get frustrated, or stress, or discourage, you know, over whatever circumstances, I think it's important and vital to know the will of God. So it even says in verse 17, Therefore, do not be foolish, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but understand what the Lord's will is. Mm -hmm. So when we have that close relationship with the Lord, uh, we are able to have the wisdom that we need, and we will know how to make the most of every opportunity. Mm-hmm. And recognizing that in, in regular life, for that matter, not every day is going to be a good day. Yep. There will be tough days. There will be challenges. There will be unexpected days. But in every single moment, right, when you seek the will of God, mm-hmm. you will have the wisdom that you mm-hmm. need. So my encouragement is this, you know, that MCO, post-MCO, in the days to come, you know, get draw close to God, wives, mothers, draw close to God and know what is His will. Mm-hmm. Understand the wisdom comes from Him and what are the opportunities that you can take mm-hmm. even in that moment. Mm-hmm. And so make the most out of it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep.
1: And uh, for husbands and children, it's Mother's Day today. Yep. I think we should ask them to give the mom a big hug. Oh yes,
0: yeah. yes. Now, mothers, uh, sorry, uh, fathers. Husband and children, if you are watching this now, if you are a family watching this together, rally together with your uh, mother or with your wife. Give them a big hug. Give your mother a big hug. All right. And if you are watching this uh, by yourself, if you are the only Christian at home, your parents are not uh, Christian. Just go to your mother. Surprise your mother right now with a hug, with a kiss. And if your mother asks you why, you tell your mother and says that today is Sunday. This is how we worship God by appreciating mothers. And then ask your mother to sit down and watch this together. (laughs) All right. So, mothers, we thank you. And then the rest of the family, whether you are daughter, son, children, give your mother a hug. And even grandmother, and even if you are adult mother, you have your mother with you, the grandmother, give them a great big hug. All right. Encourage them. Encourage them. All right. So let's yeah. let's 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 continue on. Oh
1: wait. So oh, yes. so also so the husband and children, right? What you can do besides loving your wife and mother on Mother's Day mm-hmm. is that give her law, give her the, the fullest support and cooperation yeah. while we're all staying at home, while we're all in lockdown, you know. Mom also will be tired. Uh wives also will be tired if they are having to do a lot, of it, or a lot of it on their own, whether mm-hmm. it be the cleanliness of the home or the, or the prepare, preparation of the food. So everybody chip in. Ah. Everybody do their part. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if everybody can do their part and carry the load together, mm-hmm. it will make the home a happier place as well. Yep. So let's share the burden out. But mm-hmm. I also want to prioritize this. Remember what I mentioned about prioritizing? Mm-hmm. So just a reminder, God first Family, then ministry. So even as a family, husband, children, wives, Mm -hmm. husband, children, mothers, you know, that even at this time, right, prioritize God, Mm prioritize the family altar. Mm -hmm. Because when the family altar is broken, it gives way for the enemy, Satan, to come in Mm -hmm. and cause disruption, disunity Mm -hmm. in the family. So even at this time, I think it's really crucial Mm-hmm. that we maintain the strength of the family altar, that you are strong in your faith, and that you are praying together, mm-hmm. and that you are establishing the presence of God over your home, honouring Him in all that you do. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. husbands and children, do that. Support mommy, support your wives, you know, mm-hmm. and then keep that family altar strong and built on
0: the Lord. Yes, yeah. amen. That, that's really true. And therefore... Treat every day, not just today, every day as Mother's Day. So that the support happens on a daily basis. Alright? Now, as we move on, let me, let me ask you this question. What encouragement can you give to mothers who are struggling, who are hurting right now?
1: I think the first encouragement I want to say to all the moms who are having a hard, hard time who are whether you you know your circumstance is causing you to be grieved or heartbroken or that you are in despair and you are unsure what, what to do, I wanna remind you that you are not alone. You are not alone. The Lord is with you and He will never leave nor forsake you. He's constantly watching over you and as you cry out to Him, as you reach out to Him, the Lord is able able to provide, He's able to heal, He's able to do a lot, whatever that you require, the Lord is able to supply. In fact, Pastor Mike, um, if it's okay, I would like mm-hmm. to share the message that God has laid in my heart yes, this yes. morning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, is actually on from the book of Ruth. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, this word that God has placed in my heart would minister and encourage all those not just mothers, but all who are going through a challenging time right now. Mm-hmm. all right yeah
0: come let's go ahead, uh, uh, hand the time uh, the rest of them to you and share with us the word of God that God has laid in your heart.
1: Thank you Thank you, Pastor Mike. so I'm just going to share a short message as to uh, what God gave me some revelation you know from the book of Ruth and when for those of you who are familiar about the Book of Ruth, oftentimes people will emphasize on the person who is whose name is after the book, right? By Ruth. Uh, but today I want to actually talk about Naomi. And the title of this message, uh, this short message is called Through the Eyes of a Mother. And actually the book of Ruth is written from the perspective of Naomi. Uh, let me give you a bit of background as to what's happening. What's the scenario behind Uh, the opening of this book when it was written. The scenario is this, that this follows from the time of Judges. And if you're familiar with what happened in the time of Judges, actually the people of Israel, the Israelites, they were immoral and they turned away from God. So they were living life in their own ways and it's considered a very dark time. And also, you will find right on the very first verse itself that the land was in famine. So famine means no food, and the people were starving, people were poor. And therefore, Ruth, therefore Naomi had to leave Bethlehem, her hometown with her husband, to Moab in order to find a way to make a living. And so she was in foreign land. But what happened was that when she went to this foreign land, uh, and she then had children, she had two sons, and the two sons got married and they had daughter-in-laws. What happened was that she became a widow. She lost her husband. And subsequently, she also lost her sons. So imagine this. You're not just a widow. You're a grieving mother. That's the scenario that Naomi was going through. In fact, um, some compare her to the female version of Job. So Job also lost everything, right? So Naomi similarly lost everything. She lost husband, lost her sons, and then now went into famine, no food. And worst of all, being a woman, right, in in those times when you don't have a husband and you don't have children, she also lost her livelihood, meaning that she couldn't provide for herself. And she had two daughter-in-laws that were still with her. And so her response to them was like, Go home, ma. Go back to your own family because I cannot provide for you. There's no way I can provide for you. So, Opa, one of her daughter in laws, left, but Ruth remained with Naomi. And it came to her knowledge Naomi heard that in a hometown in Bethlehem, right, that God had provided food. And so she decided, I'm going to go back to Bethlehem. And Ruth went with her. But you see, Naomi at this point in time, within the first chapter, when she went to Bethlehem, the name Naomi means pleasant. But by the time she went back to Bethlehem, she called herself Mara. She told people, don't call me pleasant. Call me Mara because my name means bitter. She said that I have been afflicted by the Lord. So she was a grieving mother, a widow, and one who was so disappointed in life that she told people, don't call me by my name anymore. I have a new name that is Mara, which means that I am bitter and I'm afflicted of God. But you see, I want to use this portion of Scripture to remind all of us today, right, that God is at work in the unseen. So for Naomi, she was, in, she was just loaded with problems. She felt that tragedy had come upon her life. But what she was not realizing and recognizing, what is the biggest lesson, you know, in the book of Ruth, is this, that God was always there for Naomi. He never left her. He had loved her. He still loves her. And He continues to bless her and even wants to provide for her in the future. He's looking out for her. But she was unable to recognize that at that time. So in the midst of a tragedy, she she couldn't see that happening. But you see, it happens to you and I regularly as well, that when we are going through tough times, when we are going through times of tragedy and difficulty, we feel as though God is not there. But Naomi's experience reminds us this, that God is at work in the unseen. Even when you don't feel it, He's working. Even when you don't sense it, He's working. Even when you don't see it, He is working. Because God is at work in the unseen. So in your lives today, whatever it is that you're going through, whatever situation it is that you are having to adjust or to deal with or to confront, God is working all things out for your good. Because God is at work in the unseen. You see, this book, right, Ruth, It's like a very simple story. If you compare it to all the narratives in the Bible, this story seems so simple. But it is a point that God is making to us that is in the simplicity of everyday lives, there is a bigger narrative, there is a bigger story that God is designing, that God is writing in your life. So don't give up. Don't give up where you are right now. God has a reason and a purpose for all that you're going through. And He is writing out that bigger story where He is at work in the unseen. Now, you will also find that in in this book, the very beautiful experience is this, that here we have two widows who are returning home with nothing. And you will see God's hand upon their lives. That He is providing for them every step of the way. So the second thing I want to remind you today is this, God never fails to provide. So these two widows, right, they have little, very little prospects for future. But you find that God loves even the, those who were outcasted. When Naomi lost her husband and children, she became the lowest level of uh, the, the kind of people in the land. The poor and the widowed, she's considered the lowest level. But yet as an outcast, yet as as somebody who is, you know, outcasted from society, God cares. So what about you and me today? If you think that you are insignificant, if you think that you're not important, let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there and say that no, you are important. You matter to the Lord. God loves you. God cares for you, and He is working something out for you in the unseen, because He never fails to provide. Now, let's take a a, a little bit a deep go a little bit deeper to understand how did God provide for Naomi? And you go through the scriptures, right? You will find in verse twenty-two, chapter one, it says uh, that they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of barley harvest. At the beginning of barley harvest, remember I mentioned that the land was actually in famine? But here you see a beautiful touch of hope. When God brings them back to Bethlehem, they actually are at the beginning of harvest season. Plenty of food! It takes a miracle for God to end a famine and to provide food for them. So these two widows were not deprived of food, but the very basic need in their life the moment they went back to Bethlehem God provided not just sufficiently but in the form of a harvest a harvest plentiful so that's how God provides God doesn't just provide for you sufficiently God provides for you in the form of a harvest so much that you can't contain it you just need to trust that he will work all this out for you even in the times of the unseen and so also, God brought into Naomi's life Ruth. What a blessing! Ruth, a daughter-in-law, she didn't. She was not obligated to stay, to take care of her mother-in-law. But she said, you know, Naomi, your God will be my God, and I will go where you go. And so God provided a young daughter-in-law for, for her to take, look after her. And that's an incredible blessing and a reminder that God never fails. And further down in the book, you will come to find out that Naomi becomes a grandmother as well to Ruth. Ruth gets married to a person by the name of Boaz. And I'll talk a little bit more about their relationship later. But through that, she gains a son. Now, what would have have been her thoughts if she knew this son would be the grandfather of the greatest king in Israel? what would have she what would she think you know if she knew that this would then be the the generation that leads to the redemption of mankind that is the birth of Jesus Christ that she will be part of that story that she will be an ancestor of the Lord Jesus Christ so all this she did not know did not recognize but it proves this that God is at work in the unseen and that he never fails so today I pray that you know you find your hope in the Lord. Find your hope in Him because God can and God will provide in unexpected ways. God is able to provide beyond your expectations as in the, the story and in the life of Naomi who is a poor widow, who is discouraged, who doesn't know what's going to happen the next day but yet God so faithfully looked after her. Every step of the way. And not only that, He went on to prove to Naomi that He is a God who has the power to redeem. What do you mean power to redeem? You see, when she went back to Bethlehem, she said, I have lost everything. I have nothing already in my life. And she was at the lowest, lowest point. And she was just going to live the rest of her days that way. But that was not God's plan. God's plan was to bring redemption. To her and to Ruth. And this redemption came in the form of a a guy by the name of Boaz, right? So Boaz is actually a relative of Ruth, of Naomi. And when they met, so as a relative of Naomi, he's known as a kinsman redeemer. So a kinsman redeemer is a person, basically a male relative who has the responsibility to help a relative in need or in danger. So Boaz becomes a kinsman redeemer and he marries Ruth. And as he marries Ruth, then the full redemption over Naomi's life comes to pass. Not only is there a restoration of land and provision and food for her, then comes the grandchild. And so the women around Naomi in chapter 4, verse 4, said this, you know. Then the women said to Naomi, blessed Be the Lord who has not left you this day without a Redeemer. May His name be renowned in Israel. He shall be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. And for your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is more to you than seven sons, has given birth to Him. So everything that Naomi lost, she was restored bountifully by the Lord. Not only that, there was a redemption of her lineage, There was a redemption of her generation through Ruth. And I just want to let you know this, that today we have the ultimate Kingsman Redeemer. Today we have Jesus who is also able to do this in our lives. So Boaz is actually a foreshadow of Jesus Christ. Just someone who is just showing what Jesus can do. But ultimately today, we have Jesus. And Jesus is able to do just that. Why is He the ultimate kinsman redeemer? Well, firstly, He's able to redeem all that lost. So perhaps today you are at a point in your life where you are low and you feel that, you know, there is nothing that you can look forward to. I want to assure you that through Jesus, you can be redeemed. Not only can you be redeemed, you will be saved because He gave His life for you. And when you are saved, you enter into this family. You're married into a family. You're married into the church, which is the bride of Christ. And with that, with that you know, connection with the family of God, then you have a future that you can look forward to. He pays your debts and He's able to restore you, restore you to even greater glory greater glory. So for Naomi, she lost so much. She thought that, you know, things are are so bad. I don't have anything to look forward to. But God redeemed her and God restored her to greater glory than she could ever have expected. And this can happen to you and I as well. So today I want to encourage you, if you're going through a tough time, you're going through a challenging time, whatever it may be, not just mothers, but across, whether it's by your career or your finances or your health that's been affected, or for children, your studies are a challenge. I want to encourage you to remember this, that God is at work in the unseen and He never fails to provide. And through Him, through Him, there is the power of redemption. God will see you through He will see you through to the greater things that He has in store for you in the days to come. So if today you feel that your life is a dead end, hold on to the Lord. Turn to Him. Cast your cares to Him. Because truly, He will never leave nor forsake you. I've asked uh, Pastor Mike and the worship team to prepare a song. And this song is called Worthy of It All. And as we spend a little bit of time in worship, just... Quieten your hearts and begin to talk to the Lord. Cast your cares to Him. Tell Him what is that that you're going through and allow the Spirit of God to minister to you where you are. And after that, we we worship with this song. I also want to spend a little bit of time of prayer before I, I hand the time back to Pastor Mike. So let's go into this song and worship. Worthy of it all. the heavenly Father have forgiveness to your sins be brought into a family of Christ a family of God and to be restored of everything you've lost and be given even more and so I'd like to invite you if you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior would you join me to repeat this prayer after me the word of God says this that If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that you are Christian, then you will become one. So just repeat this prayer after me, if you would like to receive Jesus into your heart and as your Lord and Saviour. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank You for giving Jesus to die on the cross for me. I recognise that I am a sinner and today I ask for your forgiveness. I open my heart and invite Jesus to be my Lord and Saviour. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. I commit to follow You all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you had said that prayer today, do you know that all of heaven is rejoicing because you have given your life to Him? May the Lord bless you and be with you. Pastor Michael, I'd just like to take a moment even to pray for over... Those who are watching this morning, I just felt led to pray over some areas. Firstly, I want to uphold the widows and single mothers in prayer. Heavenly Father, You know these women, Lord, who have grieved, who have lost, Lord, who are having having to take on the burden of the family responsibilities on their own. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray a blessing over their lives. I pray Your provision over them, Lord Jesus. I pray that, Lord, that they will not be disheartened or discouraged. But in the mighty name of Jesus, they will experience, Lord, your faithful provision in their lives. That, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name, they will never lack, Lord. They will never lack in any way. But God, you will provide and that you will provide abundantly. What I also uphold to you, all those this morning who are feeling discouraged or in despair, in the mighty name of Jesus may they be uplifted in you may the love of God fill their hearts Lord may there be an encounter with you and a recognition that Lord indeed you are at work in the unseen Lord God you never fail you are with them and that you will bless and you will turn things around for situations oh Lord that seem to be like a dead end in Jesus name I declare a turnaround will take place. A turnaround will take place in your life. A turnaround will take place in your business. A turnaround will take place in your relationships. A turnaround, oh God, will take place in what you thought was a a hopeless situation. God will turn it around because our God is a miracle-working God. Lord, we surrender to You. Lord, we surrender to You the despair, the discouragement. We surrender the hopelessness. And today, God of hope, God of hope, release the faith, release the wisdom, release the strength, O oh Lord, and encouragement to all those who are in need. We thank You, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Also right now, can I ask Pastor Karen, it just came to my mind, can you also pray for the mothers who have this concern of their children who are leaving their faith or who have lost their faith, and parents who have this concern for their children in their faith. Can you also pray for them?
1: Okay, let's do this together, yes. alright. Those yes. who are watching in, I want you to name your child, yes. name your child that you are concerned about. And in Jesus' name begin to claim them back into the kingdom of God. Let's begin to pray together. Come on, everybody. Shara Baba Baba Sandara Baryanda Raba Sikariyande. Shekere Ryan da Baba 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 Sanda la baryanda la baryande. Eh, shatta sokoro socoroba bobo sanda rabaraba raba sanda la baryande. Eh, ra mama sikarobo rianda rabaryanda rabaryande. Thank you, Lord. Father, today we bring our children to you we bring our children to you right now begin to name your child Mm -hmm. thank you lord we thank you for our children and Lord, in Jesus' mighty name, we come against the works of the enemy. Mm-hmm. We come, come against the works of the enemy that is causing them to stray from you, Lord Jesus. And we pray, Lord God, that their eyes will be open, their hearts will be open. There will be an encounter with you, Lord Jesus, that is so real, so so real and authentic in their lives that they will not turn away, but they will come back into their fold. Your sheep. Oh Lord, hear and know the voice of the Shepherd. We thank You, Lord, that as You, Lord, do Your miraculous works, You will bring them back to Your Kingdom. You will bring them back to Your fold. You will bring them back to recognise You as Lord and Saviour. So, Lord, we thank You. Touch them, bless them. Lord, grant that awakening in their hearts, we pray. And we thank You that, Lord, they will recognize you and come back to you in jesus mighty name we pray amen
0: amen amen Amen. thank you pastor karen so right now i would like to end the dialogue session to pray for mothers now there are three categories of people are we speaking to you right now number one is that you are a family whereby you believe in jesus and your mother your grandmother you are together watching this and i want all of you Uh, husbands, children to be around your mother and your grandmother and lay hand on them. Children, lay hand on your mother. Husband, lay hand on the wife and also the grandmother. Grandfather, do the same as well as you're watching this together. And secondly, if you're watching this as the only believer in your household, go to your mother. Tell your mother and say, Mommy, Ma, Pastor want to pray for you. And let your mom watch this in your device and lay hand on your mother and number three if you are married or unmarried or you have no mothers around you right now you may be watching this alone or you may be husband and wife without children i want you to think of your mother or at least if you're you 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 do not have your mother here anymore think of a mother either your relative or your friend a mother think of them and as I pray a prayer of benediction we believe that it is a blessing from God that will flow through the power of the Holy Spirit into their lives whether they are believers or not we are going to pray for mothers lay hand on them you stand in the gap think of them and we are going to pray for them are you ready? lay hand on the mothers whether you are believers or non-believers whether you have your mothers with you or not stand in the gap So wherever you are, lay hands on mothers and let's pray. Father Lord, we come before you. We know that you are Father in heaven. In the name of Jesus, I proclaim blessing, I proclaim provision, I proclaim protection, and I proclaim blessing to all mothers. Whether they are believers of Jesus or not, we know that you are able to bless them Bless them in health Give them strong physical body So that they can take good care of their family and of themselves Give them a strong emotional health So that they are able to rise above every circumstances Every challenges And not just trying time But they are able to try to become better To become stronger in their emotion Bless them in their mindset So that they are able to communicate with their spouse, with their children, and with their grandchildren. And I ask that you bless mothers with a blessed life so that their life can become a legacy to their family members, to everyone around them. And also for those who are in need, whether it is physical, emotional, spiritual, financial, relational. We ask God that you will bless them because you are a prayer-listening God. You are a prayer-answering God. And you are able to bless us exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or imagine. And therefore, I ask that you open up heaven. Open up heaven right now. Let your blessing pour down from heaven in a marvelous way to all mothers. And all the mothers, as you raise up your hand to receive this blessing, receive it by faith, that God is going to give you peace in time of chaos. That God is going to give you comfort in time of hurt. God is going to give you strength in times of weakness. God is going to give you wisdom in time of confusion, in time where you need help. And also we pray for husband and children and everyone in the household to work together as one in the family of God so that we could help one another to build a healthy family. I thank you, Father Lord, that you have given us mothers, the greatest gift that you have given us to us. And let us always cherish them, be thankful to them, work together with them and also encourage one another. All this I ask in the name of Jesus. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. So brothers and sisters, I hope that today's dialogue will be a blessing for you. Yes, we have taken a longer time, but today is special day, Mother's Day. And I hope that you will continue to spend the rest of your day with your mother. Appreciate them. And I hope that we will continue to worship God online. See you next Sunday online. And once again, I would like to thank uh, Pastor Karen for being with us. So Pastor Karen, any last word before we end?
1: Pastor Mike, thank you so much for having me here today. It's been a joy and a privilege even to have that dialogue. And I hope you are blessed. Mm -hmm. To all the mothers out there, Blessed Mother's Day, I want to remind you that you are a blessing, that you are worth it, and that you are loved. So put your head, your feet up today and be the queen for the day, okay? Have a great one. God bless you all.
0: Yes, God bless all of you. So Pastor Karen, stay tuned. So right now, uh, I would like to pass the time to Daniel Newton for the announcement of today. <laughs>